Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Walmart is preparing to administer COVID vaccines at its stores. That's the good news. The bad news is they're going to be given to you by a Walmart greeter. Hold still. Actually, Walmart's a great place to give vaccines because uh, no one's wearing sleeves anyway. <laughs> Disney's going to release 50 new titles from Marvel, Star Wars, and Pixar. Families in quarantine heard and were like, where the hell was this 10 months ago? Come on! Customers at a Dairy Queen in Minnesota set off a chain reaction of paying for the customer behind them in the drive through that lasted for more than 900 people. It's an inspiring story that ended with one guy being like, nope, I'm good. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hey now, happy Monday everybody. We are, let's set this up here. This is the final week of school before the Christmas break. 10 days until Christmas Eve, 17 days left in 2020, and the last full week for people that work right up until Christmas. That covers everything? I think so, yeah. We're, when you really say it, when you say it like that, by the way, it really just narrows down the year, doesn't it? Yep, it puts that crunch on. Here we are. A uh, couple, we're going to talk about a lot here in After 9 today, so we'll try and get through as much as we can. First and foremost, when it comes to the holidays, I came up with what I thought was a brilliant idea, and then it got shit all over on Facebook this morning because I misunderstood something. With my girlfriend, we will be going to visit her parents on Christmas Eve. They're okay. Italian. They like to do the Christmas Eve thing. But everybody's very worried. Like, ah, they're older and they've got compromised immune systems. And a lot of the people that would be going are in the school system. Some of them are university students. Some of them are teachers. Some of them administrators. So it's kind of high risk to get together with her older parents. So what can we do? Well, given that school is over on Friday, I thought, okay, perfect. Everybody just has to bubble up for a couple of days. Go get tested on Monday. Everybody go out a week from today. Get tested. You'll definitely have your results back by Christmas Eve. And then you'll know it is safe and you can go ahead and do your regular Christmas. Apparently, we're still not testing anybody who wants a test. You have to be symptomatic or have been ordered to go get one. What kind of shit is that? Oh, really? How? In, we, <laughs> we've been going through this for, what, 10 months now? 10 months this has been going on? We still haven't figured out the fucking testing? Come on. Anybody who wants a test should be able to go and get a test. Anytime. I'm no confused, questions though. asked. Seriously? You can't go to, like, your family doctor even and order it? I thought that you could. I don't think so. You, this is what I'm serious? told. So what I did was I tried to go online and book a test for next Monday. And I got one. But they ask you, like, six different questions. Are you symptomatic? Have you been ordered by public health to get a test? And yada, yada, yada. If you answered no to all of those questions... Apparently, you're not eligible for a test. Hmm. That's ridiculous, right? Like, the whole goal here is to minimize the damage. Because we know in January, there's just going to be a massive spike in cases from holiday gatherings. Sure. Are you worried about fibbing? Like, why wouldn't you just say, you know what? 
I was around someone maybe who, or I'm not feeling well. Are you just too afraid that they're going to try to find you and lock you down? Like, why would you just maybe, <laughs> well, I'm just being honest, fib your way in a little bit, no? I'm being honest, tell a lie. <laughs> yeah, I'm being honest about how you should have fibbed. Yeah, I uh, I did end up lying. I just checked the box for I have to visit a long-term care home there you over go. the holidays. Perfect, so, and sure, that works. I shouldn't have to lie. This is not something where you should have to compromise your own integrity I think, over. I think that it, it does surprise me, honestly. I didn't know that. Um, I understand at times where it's very busy. Uh, you might remember at the beginning of the school year, so many kids were sent home for the sniffles and stupid things that we know now were just idiotic for them to put into place. Don't send home every kid that has the sniffles. Fuck. You'll be there all day. And sure enough, that's what happened. So in those cases, yeah, unless you have someone who needs it to to stay at school or doesn't feel well, sorry, you're going to have to step back. But that's not really what's happening right now. So I'm really confused by that. Maybe they're trying to prevent the system from getting overwhelmed. But frankly, though, if not anybody can just go get tested, I don't understand how we're hitting 60,000 tests a day. Are there really 60,000 people a day that are symptomatic? I'm not I can't imagine sure. that. Yeah, and and it, I do find it interesting, too, how many of the calculations are, you know, they modify them daily. Like, oh, by the way, this is just based on some extra stuff from Monday and Tuesday, and then they give it to you on the Thursday. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know how they end up with, with that many sometimes. I did hear an interesting theory from my mom, of all people, on the weekend about another improvement we could make right now. So in addition to... Anybody who wants a test, particularly between now and Christmas, should be able to get one. That is a no-brainer. I don't know why that's not being done. It should be. Here's the other one. My mom, quite upset, Scotty, and she's the only one who calls me that, Scotty, it's bullshit that they are uh, closing down the small retailers, but the big box stores are open. And I tried to explain it to her. I'm like, well, mom, I mean, here's the story. Uh, The little guys, uh, we have to keep people have to stay home. So they've got to shut down as much as possible. You can't close down some of those big guys because they have a lot of the essential shit. And she said, well, why are they selling TVs? I said, I don't know, mom. I think they made a case that it was logistically too difficult to rope off certain sections of the store. She said two things. Yeah. Hopefully this makes sense. You tell me if this makes sense. And if not, you're disagreeing with my mother. So you keep that in mind. She said, Uh Scott, Shoppers Drug Mart does it every holiday Monday. You can go into Shoppers and you can buy your or you can get your prescriptions and you can get your essentials. But nope, you can't get the rest of the shit. They do a good job at it. So that's point number one. Number two is why are why haven't we forced these big box retailers, the Walmarts and the Costcos of the world to be open 24 seven? She said, hey, listen, I'm a little older. I don't like going out with all these crowds and they've made the crowds worse. A, by only having the big box stores open and B, yeah. also because there's so yeah. many people from the closed down areas coming to the areas that are open. OK, so when it comes to those reduced hours, and I know what she's talking about. I find it frustrating, too. You and I are on weird schedules in our lives, though, because we do morning shows. So we're good with things opening earlier and, and that's fine. But they did the reduced hours, which never made sense to me. I understand why they said they did it because, oh, needed to shut down to clean. They're not fucking cleaning that whole time that they're that they're closed. Like, give me a break. Those stores aren't hiring dozens and dozens of people. I'll give you Walmart just as as an example, I suppose. But they're not cleaning every nook and crevice of that entire Walmart while it's closed. Like, give me a break. 
but I do think it makes more sense to be open 24-7. I agree and have that staff also cleaning at the same time in the slower hours. You can still disinfect and be open and remain open for those who are less comfortable. And they did the golden hours thing. And are they still doing that, by the way, at a lot of places? I haven't heard anything about that first hour opening for old people. Not in months. I forgot about it until this conversation. But I remember that being helpful. But it's still, again, I I mean, I'm with your mom. I don't understand why they can't be open. Uh, for longer the reduced hours makes less sense to me because then you're crowding people in there and you're making sure that you're at the max capacity basically especially as we get closer to christmas my god you should have seen some of the stores that i saw on the weekend and yeah i was out doing some shopping too so i'm not saying anything about people that went out shopping i did it but the stores were absolutely rammed the weights outside of everywhere winners bed bath and beyond walmart everywhere i went there was a lineup to get in so i'm thinking reduced hours aren't helping anybody i think 24 hours makes a lot more sense to me well her point was simply that uh it would be a very easy thing for the premier to go to these stores in the lockdown areas and say okay listen you're lucky you got the designation of essential service because you sell some groceries or you sell prescriptions but that's not all not only do you have to meet the or the definition of Uh, essential, you also need to be open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. He could easily, with the stroke of a pen, do that. And Walmart's not stupid. They know full well. Yeah, whether we're open from 10 until 10 or we're open 24-7, we're going to get the same amount of people in here shopping. If we can keep the hours to 12 hours instead of 24, we pay our staff less. We pay less hydro. We pay less heat. All that sort of stuff. It would just make sense to order them to be open twenty four seven. Doug, do it, do it. And you know what? If it's a little inconvenient, fuck them. They're lucky they're open when everybody else is closed. Tell them you're going to be open twenty four seven. No if, ands, or buts. Don't argue it, or you can just plain shut your doors down with all the Although small businesses. I do feel bad for the people working in retail. Like oh, I, me too. I, yeah. I do. I, Toys R Us is one of the places that I went to, and we have one of the only locations in in a while, right? Like in a in a big amount of space. There's one in Kitchener, and I was there on the weekend because I had to pick something up in person, just because it couldn't guarantee me to be here till Christmas, whatever. So I'm talking to the lady at the register, and I'm just like, wow, like this place is a gong show. And she said, yeah, you know, it was actually quiet all week long until, you know, the weekend hit and boom. And she said, I I like that people are out shopping and feel comfortable. It's great. It's just, you know, the odd person you run into. So I Mm -hmm. asked, you know, like, what do you mean? Like, what have you seen? She goes, you would be shocked and disgusted. Um, She had one woman come in there with her kids. Nobody was wearing a mask and she felt terrible for the kids. She said it was horrible. Mom was just trying to cause a scene to make it clear that she wasn't going to wear a mask and she didn't care. There's too much in of that going of kids, on. In front of kids, in front of like of several children, she said she was just yelling. Nobody had, and no one was even bothering her. They just said, "Let it be." In a lot of cases, they end up just letting the people who come in without masks let it go because it's not worth raising a fuss and a fight about unless they're like trying to purposely cough on people. They usually let it go, and because it's to the point where they're more afraid of what those people could do. Like, could you imagine being in that situation? Where you're just like, yeah, I'm not going to talk to that lady because I'm afraid of what's going to happen or that guy or whatever. I'm not going to take a risk. Like, that's not part of your job description to have to worry about someone doing God knows what to you because you tell them what the law is and should be enforced. It's crazy. 
Yeah. Did you see the video from this weekend? The couple that was kicked off an American Airlines flight because their kid wouldn't wear a mask? Uh, yeah. It wasn't the kid, too. Well, they say the kid was two. It looked a little bigger than two to me, but eh, fuck, what do I know? Uh, listen, people are are so quick to jump all over this shit. I was looking at, I think it was Six Buzz posted the video, and they asked, is this right? Did they go too far? Blah, blah, blah. People don't just instinctively pull out their phone and start filming the process of putting the mask on the kid. They also, as soon as they were confronted by staff, dad piped up right away and said, Oh, over a virus that's got a 99% survival rate, right? We just got kicked off the flight because our two-year-old would not put on a mask. And we tried. I mean, I'm going to put a video on. And they're sending all of our bags and Adeline's car seat to New York. And we're banned off of United Forever because a two-year-old would not put on a mask. Uh, you guys do this all the time or what? Like... What? This is compliance. I'm literally holding it over my daughter's face. This is compliance right here. We can't force her. She's literally holding it and she's crying. You're going to do this to us? Yeah? Wow. Because our two-year-old daughter would not put on a mask? Not us, but our two-year-old daughter. I get it. I get it. I know it's not. What do you mean you, you get it? But uh, like I don't, I don't I, understand. I you, 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 you should say something she's to people two. above you. you know she's what I mean? literally like, you can't two. Keep sleeping like this. What are, what are you guys doing? Seriously. There's a no tolerance policy. <laughs> what do you mean? We've flown all summer. She's yeah. flown with us. Okay. And they yeah. never had this policy. It was under five. She's two. How are you going to enforce a two-year-old? That's the rules. <laughs> okay. So what are what are we doing? We got our bags. Like what happens now? Like, this we have never... three bags on that plane. They'll, they'll go on to your destination. They're gonna go on what? to your destination. Yeah. You're gonna stop that plane right now. Our our child seat is on that plane. We How are we supposed to go home? Is this an actual joke? Like these are people that were looking for attention. They wanted to go viral. That's all they wanted. I'm not I, they were fully expecting to get kicked off that flight or have some sort of a confrontation that they could get on video. And I don't know why you put your kid in a really shitty spot there. I get it's not easy to put a mask on a kid or to get them to keep it not on a two year old. Hell no. But this was fucking ridiculous. I mean, to me, it just seems so obvious that that's what they were doing. They filmed the entire thing start to finish before a flight crew member even that's, approached that's them. That's fucked up, though. If, if so, that's a really expensive, like, uh, ridiculously expensive way to attempt to prove a point. It doesn't make sense to me. Are they seriously forcing two-year-olds, though, to wear masks on planes? I believe everybody on a plane needs to be wearing a mask. That is hilarious. That's or hilarious. you can drive. I mean, you don't have to take a plane. No. Nobody is forcing you to get on a well, plane. Well, that's exactly it. If you told me right now, get on the plane, but by the way, you're almost two-year-old, which I have, has to wear a mask, You that, that girl will fucking pull it off after a second. It's not happening. She's She won't... That's not happening at all. I can my three year old finally now I can get her to wear a mask. And I've told her, even though it's not true here in Ontario, that she has to start wearing a mask because she's three and a half. <laughs> she thinks that's a thing. But I just because I want her to get used to it. But there's no bloody way in hell that my almost two year old would wear a mask. So I wouldn't even put, but that's exactly it, right? I wouldn't try to put her on a flight knowing that if that if I saw that, hey, she has to wear a mask. Oh, that's not happening. Nope. I want to play a comment for you from the Chicago Bulls game on the weekend. And we don't do a lot of Chicago Bulls commentary here on After 9, so I feel like this is a first. We're reaching new levels of diversity here. (laughs) 
preseason basketball's back, man. It's awesome. I mean, the Raptors had games this weekend. That was, it was awesome. great. Yeah. So good. Chicago Bulls announcer Stacy King, known for color commentary, colorful color commentary, may have crossed a line with his latest call. During the Bulls preseason opening game against Houston on Friday, Noah Vonley dunked on a Rockets player with 12 seconds left to go in the game. It was a good dunk. Well, that's when Stacey King, the Kings announcer, blurted out, open up. You know what? Let me just play it for you. Listen to this. Oh, no, oh wow. Open your mouth wide and take it. Um, <laughs> what? Did he cross a line for TV there? Uh, yeah, that did, did, yeah, yeah. I mean, in short, open your problem. mouth and open your mouth wide and take it. There were, problems. <laughs> what? There were a lot of other, I mean, I, you know, personally, am I offended by it? No, but there's a lot of other things you could have said in its place that maybe <laughs> would have still had your point made without you upsetting some people. <laughs> That's so good. Open your mouth wide and take it. Oh, all right. Um, I don't even know what you say after that. Yeah. Even if you're with your buddies, though, do you think you'd ever even say that? I'm just trying to picture like, okay, in the privacy of his little, you know, hangouts with his friends, does he say that? Like, that's still intense. I feel like if I was in a room with a bunch of people watching a game and someone said that, I'd be like, what the fuck did you just say? (laughs) It's still kind of messed up, isn't it? I mean, I've heard, by the way, we've heard commentators say a lot worse. This is not the worst thing, but. You know, I mean, you think about the average basketball game. Think about how many uh, changes of possession there are. Think about all the different things that happen. And that's just in one game. Over the course of a season, I'm sure it gets difficult to keep reinventing yourself and not saying the same things over and over again. So I get it. He was trying to be a little creative, but still. Holy shit, dude. (laughs) I think that's wild. I think that's great. Uh, What else happened? Oh, uh, dad. And he's a Canadian dad, too. He's from Alberta. Mm -hmm. Spent 30 hours getting a tattoo replica of his son's birthmark, which covers a significant part of the kid's chest. So dad decided he didn't want the kid to feel different or to look different. So he, too, went and sat through more than a full day of dark tattooing across his chest and stomach. That's pretty amazing, Yeah, right? Yeah, uh, 30 hours over the course of six to eight weeks to complete this tattoo. And I, I love stories like this um, just to make the kid feel better because he said he was self-conscious. He was like wear, wanted to wear a shirt when they were swimming. He didn't want to go without his shirt on ever. And so for a dad to, to know his kid well enough to know, hey, you know what? It might help if I, I do this. And clearly it did because this kid looks super confident standing beside dad showing off this birthmark. Like, I just think that's I love stories like that. I think it's absolutely incredible. If you want to see that tattoo and how similar it is to the one his kids got, mm-hmm. except the kids is a birthmark. It's not an actual tattoo. You can see that right now at scottandcat.ca. I'm sure you're fairly familiar with the McCarran International Airport. Uh Uh-huh. It's in Las Vegas. You know, which movie was it with uh, Kristen Wiig and and they were going to Vegas? Was it Bridesmaids? Bridesmaids. Mm Mm-hmm. She actually made a joke about a Victorian woman out on the wing. A colonial woman. Colonial woman. I've seen that movie a billion times. You go ahead and quiz me. (laughs) (laughs) And they never technically really made it to Vegas, by the way. But go ahead. (laughs) An Alaskan Airlines flight heading to Portland, Oregon, 
getting ready to taxi when the pilot did what pilots do. They check the rear view, make sure everything's clear. No, I'm kidding. There's no mirrors on a plane. But the pilot did do a little last-minute check before they pushed off, and that's when he spotted it on his Boeing 737. A man walked across the runway and got up on the wing. What? So the pilot immediately alerted the control tower. He had hopped a perimeter fence and decided he wanted to get on the wing. So Las Vegas police responded to the call. They did arrest the man, but not after he did a whole bunch of different things. You can see him in the video because, of course, as soon as passengers noticed this, they started filming. This guy was kicking off his shoes and his socks, and he was trying to climb the little winglet. That's where it curves up on the end of the wing. For some reason, he wanted to get off there. When police started closing in on him, boom, fell right off the wing. And I'm going to be honest with you, that was a pretty substantial fall. I don't think we really fully appreciate how high off the ground the wings are. But he looked like he was probably in a lot of pain after that. They did arrest him. And the flight did take off, but not until five hours later. What this? Oh, no. Is If I was on that plane, man, I, I, would, I would just be livid for something stupid like that, too. So many people think their thing is fun or it's cool, and all it does is piss everybody else off mm-hmm. and inconvenience an entire plane. Yeah, way to go, dipshit. Ugh. I'm fortunate enough. I've never had to sit through any of those really, really long tarmac delays, like knock on wood. But if you get stuck on one of those, fuck, that's hell. And that's before your actual flight. They were going Vegas to Portland. That's not a particularly long flight. To have to sit there for five hours? Mm -hmm. Think about all those parents that had little kids. Think about all those smokers that powered back like a half a pack of darts before they got on the plane thinking, okay, I've only got to make it for a couple hours. And then they sit there for five before they even take off. That's messed up. It's brutal. Oh, (laughs) no, I'd be livid. I'd be livid. Seriously. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, A couple of secret Santa stories are in the news right now, and I think this is awesome. Tennessee, this past weekend, this happens every year, somebody walked into a Walmart and paid nearly $65,000 to cover all of the items that had been put on layaway. I love, yeah, these layaway stories this time of year. Uh, We don't really have a lot of layaway. Do we even have layaway here in Canada, really? You know, it's funny you ask, and maybe I'm just disconnected from it because i fortunately don't have to use it but i don't even know if we have layaway i don't i remember back in the day we did because i remember we would take advantage of it i if there was something that you wanted you could just go to the store and put a little down payment on it and then just keep paying more whenever you want and then when it was paid off you could take the item home it's kind of a neat way a prepay kind of deal I don't know if we still have that, though. Yeah, without having to rack up credit cards, if that's the case. Or maybe you can't get a credit card, but they'll they'll let you do that. I'm not sure the rules of how it works. But I always wonder about that, if there's any places that do have a layaway-type system. Because I feel like that would be a great spot to go to if you have money and you feel like you're being generous. You feel like, hey, I'd like to anonymously help some people out. 
That's awesome. I love these stories. I think it's great, too. Good on the person who did that. Then there's another one. Somebody in Florida contacted their local utility company. So imagine somebody here in Ontario decided to call Hydro One. Yeah, can you tell me how many people are so far behind they're being threatened with disconnection? And in the winter months here in Ontario, we don't disconnect people. You can only get disconnected in the warmer summer months. But in the States... Anything goes. You don't pay your bill. Fuck you. Oh, you're, they don't. You're done. They don't give a shit what the temperature is. No, they don't care at all. And in Florida, I'm sure that's not really as much of an issue anyway. But nonetheless, this guy phoned the utility company and said, I need to know how much is owed by all of the people that are under threat of disconnect right now. And he paid off all the arrears so that they don't get disconnected over Christmas. What was the price tag? Uh, it doesn't actually say, really? but I got to think it was probably in the tens of thousands. I wonder if you could just do that. Like, could I just call where I live? Let's say I want to call KW Hydro, for example. And like you said, they don't do that in the winter months here. But let's say it was the summertime. I was feeling, you know, generous and I had a couple extra hundred bucks. Hey, can I just pay someone's bill to keep their hydro on? Do you think they just let you do that randomly? You know, that's a great question. I don't know, but why would they care? You know, they don't need to be dicks about it. If no. if somebody's behind and somebody else wants to pay that bill for yeah. them, let them pay the bill. All they should care about is getting their money. And if they get their money, who cares yeah. who paid it? Money is money, no matter who it comes from. They don't ask questions to a lot of people. Maybe they should ask questions too, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, I do. I am curious about that. I'm sure that they probably would. I just don't know if they, they won't give you any information, which they shouldn't, about who you're who you're helping maybe. I'm looking at a story here that you posted this morning on scottandcat.ca. It is based on TikTok. It's a woman explaining how she caught her boyfriend cheating. Before Kat tells you this story, everybody, if you're a cheater, okay, I'm not, uh, not going to lecture you. you. That's your thing. If you're trying to cover your tracks, it's amazing how many people don't pay attention to details. It's amazing how many people think it's... Uh, Uh, that what they're doing is right, and they're actually leaving a trail. And this is a perfect example of that. Explain how this girl used TikTok to explain how she caught her boyfriend. So the girl says that her boyfriend came home from being out for a while and comes home with a Starbucks cup in hand. And she said, where have you been? And whatever. He just said, oh, I was just out getting coffee or whatever. And didn't get her anything, by the way. Just came back with an almost empty cup and placed it down and left. So she went over to the cup and she decided, well, he didn't bring me anything. I'm just going to have a sip of this here uh, coffee. Rude. So It's so rude, by the way. You don't come back with one without getting one for your girlfriend. So sure enough, anyway, she's looking at the coffee cup. And at Starbucks, you might take note that they ask for your name. Or if you're a Starbucks member, automatically it will pop up your name, right? So Or they'll write it on the cup. She notices this cup says Brittany on it. My ex came home late and I was like, where have you been? And he's like, oh, I just want to go grab some Starbucks really quick. And then he goes upstairs, leaves his drink down, and I walk over to take a sip of it because he didn't get me one. I look at it and of course, this dummy went with his ex and they wrote her name on the cup because she obviously ordered their coffee. And I was like, oh, so you went with your ex, Brittany. And he's like, that's just the lady at Starbucks name. And she wrote her name on the cup. So I ended up taking the coffee and I threw it at him and I left. Oh, she wrote funny? her own name instead of me. Yeah. Oh, what an idiot. Like, <laughs> which is probably her first day. <laughs> no, you fucking idiot. Everybody knows how it works at Starbucks. Nice try. <laughs> but apparently 
he was smooth enough to get away with it in that moment where she was like, she let it go and she stayed with him. Eventually, they did break up. But how dumb. I mean, you, you, I'm with you all the way. You know, don't, don't cheat. What the fuck? But this guy not only just decided to go out for a coffee, and let's say that it was, uh, that nothing really happened. He just wanted to meet up for a quick how are you? Which you shouldn't do anyway. I'm still firm on that. And I've talked about it in the podcast before. You don't need to be going and hanging out with your exes. Nope. You don't need to. You're doing it for a reason. Mm. Mentally. No, you're doing it for a reason. You can't. Mm. Yo, no. We can have that discussion too later if you want. Mm. But we can go ahead and have that discussion all day. I'm still. No, I'm just going to keep going. Mm. <laughs> mm. Never. Uh, no circumstance where you would get nope. together with your ex. Nope. Not even a, nope. hey, I've got a Christmas card for your parents. Could you please give it to them? Because no. even though I think you're a twat, I think that they're great. <laughs> no. There's no, no need to get together with an ex for a coffee, for lunch, meeting up with them in any way, shape, or form. There's a reason why you're doing it. You don't just want to ca- – why do you need to catch up with them? They're out of your life. Leave it alone. Leave it in the past. You, there's a reason why you're doing it, even if you don't want to admit it to yourself. And that's the person you want to admit it to the least is you. You want something more to happen there. You are checking in on that to see what's going on with that. Otherwise, you'd leave it in the past. But anyway, okay, this, guy, this guy, even if, let's say, it was an innocent coffee get-together, doesn't tell his girlfriend, so that's problem number one. Problem number two, you're fucking moron. You, the cup says her damn name on it. What an idiot. He, they should have gone to Tim's. I mean, come Why on. Why didn't you go to Tim's where they don't care? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't care what your they name is. Give a your coffee. Get out your of here. name is, where you came from. <laughs> get in, get your coffee, get the fuck out. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Um, I'll give Tim's credit because normally it seems like McDonald's is always one-upping them when it comes to coffee. And McDonald's was doing their their dollar coffees last week, which was great. Tim's did it, too. And they were actually kind of smart about it. You just had to show your Tim's rewards card, whether it was the actual card or or on the app. So they scanned it and boom, it dropped the price from one eighty five down to a dollar. Good. I'd like to do this. We need more competition. And if you can sell it for a dollar, sell it for a dollar. Yes. Even occasionally. That'd be nice. Uh, where are you at with uh, Festivus? I know there's some people who are so into that idea from Seinfeld way back in, what was that, 1995 or something <laughs> yeah, like that? Something like that. 97 is when they did the Festivus episode of Seinfeld. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. And there's some people who love that idea so much that they actually go out of their way to celebrate it. Yeah. So the Tampa Bay Times in Florida, is doing a new promotion. In the lead-up to when they show the Festivus episode of Seinfeld on one of their local TV stations, they're asking you to submit your list of grievances. And they're actually going to scroll your grievances of 2020 along the bottom of the screen during the episode. (laughs) I like that, though. That's cute. Isn't that neat? Yeah, that's different, you know, because they can play that episode all the time and you can go, oh, cute, funny, right? Great job. Air your grievances. Yeah. And Jer- and I mean Jerry Stiller. Uh whom we did we lose Jerry Stiller this year or was it the year before? I think it was this year. I feel like it was this year, but in 2020 such a mess. I can't re- I I believe it was this year. But anyway, what it, that was one of my favorite episodes that he did because I, I he took it to the next level. 
Um, but, you know, you can play that show again and again and again every year, and it's a classic and everyone likes it. But to take that and play with it a little bit and to add that element, sure, that's fun. I mean, I'm not the type to set up a pole in my house. What do they have when you're festivist? You got a pole that you decorate with lights or yeah, It's something? a pole you put yeah. up, yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm not going that far, but, you know, it's cute, and some people have that tradition, and it's special to them, so fine, whatever. Uh, Okay, I mean, hey, if that's the way you want to do it, that's totally fine. Um, Festivus was never one of my things, but I can certainly understand why people like it. Something different, it's not the pressure of a traditional Christmas. You just have yourself a good sparring match after you air your grievances, sit around the pole, and have yourself a good time. Great. Good for you. That's awesome. Uh, I read a story this weekend, and some people are accusing Disney of not playing nice or also a cover-up at the same time. Uh-oh. You know how when you go on a roller coaster, there's always a camera there somewhere that'll snap your picture? <laughs> yes. So apparently they're digitally adding a mask onto people when you actually get your picture. What? It's They're digitally adding in masks to people's faces on the ride. Why? Like, what is the point? What is the purpose? Because they don't want photos from Disney World spreading around where it seems like there's people not wearing masks. Okay, but let me ask you something. How are they doing rides right now where you're supposed to keep a mask on your face? Like You're what? supposed to wear one at all times. I sure. guess you have to make an effort to hold it down. The, the, uh, yeah, I could see that not happening. I get it. You're supposed to go on a roller coaster, for example. Just make sure you space people enough apart, and is it really that big a deal? Spit does go flying, though, probably. It's probably sure. just nasty. Like, that's pretty much, that's a COVID rocket is what that is. You're just waiting <laughs> to get hit. <laughs> a roller coaster is a COVID rocket. That's yeah. pretty much what it is right now. It's true, because you think about it. People are screaming and yelling and woo, and spit will probably fly out of their mouth. Their mask won't stay on their face. And next thing you know, there's just covid droplets everywhere so yeah i understand they don't want the bad press but i'm just trying to figure out what that looks like if you do attempt to keep your mask on will it even stay on well i do have a new update on that story disney now says via facebook they will not be digitally adding masks to people anymore however they also will not sell a photo to someone if they're not wearing a mask Mm. okay yeah but isn't that just you can we'll still take, go on it. We just won't yeah, sell you the picture. That That's a really bad look. We'll take your money, but we're not going to give you a photo because we don't want other people to see that we let you do this. But we'll right. take your money. Like, that's actually such a bad way to go about it from a publicity and a marketing standpoint. What if, mm-hmm. like, that's what a dumb move. They surveyed a bunch of people and asked them how the holidays are going to look different this year. And we all know the holidays will look different, even if you are you could be the the leader of the anti-mask movement. And things will still be a little different, even if it's nothing more than apprehension. But in this, they asked people. If you're changing this year, will any of these changes become permanent? Do you anticipate any of the things that you do this year will actually be good for Christmas And you won't bring them back in 2021 or any year after that. The first thing that people say are completely out are the big, complicated dinners. Hmm. I like Christmas dinner. I like making that big, complicated dinner. And yeah, I mean, it's a fuck ton of carbs. Me, I've got the potatoes and then there's the casserole and then there's the stuffing and there's a roll on the table. Everything else. It's a lot of carbs. But I like making it like that. Some people say, nope, from now on, we're just going to have a much more scaled back Christmas dinner. People say they'll be traveling less. Yeah. I mean, if 
you have to travel every year for Christmas. Let's say it's your in-laws who you don't particularly like. Maybe it's your partner's brother's family that you go and visit every Christmas. This is your excuse to say, yep, not yeah. doing that. It's not safe this year. Yeah. And you could actually skip that going forward. You wonder how many traditions will break based off of it, though. I mean, I'm already sure. seeing some things where we're making changes in our families. And I, right now, I, I have so many family members just in terms of my cousins having kids now, right? So there's so many of us. And I think we're starting to do things. This year, we started doing things in ways that we're like, okay, we could probably do this throughout the year. Maybe we see each other physically in person once a year. But maybe it doesn't have to be for Christmas because it's so hectic anyway. So maybe we keep doing what we're doing now. I could see all of this, Scott. Honestly, I really could. Dressing up. Mm-hmm. We don't need to do that anymore. Okay, well, that's just you being lazy. I mean, yeah, that really doesn't have anything I, to do with the pandemic. See, I'm the all the other things. Okay, fine. The the bigger meals they can go because you don't you're not having as many people over. And also, a simple meal sometimes is better. There, I said it. But I'm also not a foodie, so I won't weigh in too heavily on that one. But the dressing up part, I I personally enjoy. I like dressing up. I like doing my hair and makeup and dressing nicely for a Christmas party. It's one of it's one of my favorite things to do around Christmas. The fifth thing that's going to change forever after this year is having big groups of guests come over. Some people love to entertain, and Christmas is probably the best day of the year to do it. But there's also people who entertain, and they don't like it. They don't want 30 people over there taking up their space on their couch and at their dining room table. So fuck it. They're not doing it anymore. (laughs) The open houses. I don't know how many open house type scenarios you were invited to over the last several years, but it's always like a, hey, open house, Christmas open house at our house. Anytime between, you know, noon and 6 p.m., you guys come on over. Like, oh, fuck. You try to find a way to get out of it in this big six-hour gap that they've given you? Like, no, I'm busy for six straight hours. Can't pop in. Can't do it. But I think people are going to get go away from doing those kind of things with people that they're not as close to, too. Making different foods for different guests. Okay, well, we're having turkey. Oh, but then there's Aunt whatever who doesn't like turkey, so we're going to have some ham there as well. Oh, and then we've got such and such, and such and such is a vegetarian, so we'll cook up some extra veg. Oh, oh, but then there's such and such, and they got a nut allergy, so we're going to change around the desserts or have a couple different options. It can get really crazy when you're trying to cater to everybody, and that's one of the things people say they're going to do is they're going to stop making foods for all kinds of different people and just... Here's what you get. Kate, if you don't like it, don't come. You, By the way, COVID aside, I don't think that the people who do that, I think it's very nice of them to try to accommodate, okay? And in my family, I've got all kinds, you know, vegetarian and a vegan and people with allergies. Sure, fine. Ask the people that are vegetarian or vegan or uh, have allergies, for example, uh, as long as you're not doing anything out of the realm of normalcy, is putting peanuts in everything or meat, all meat dishes, everything. They don't give a shit. Like the fun fact is they actually don't care. You do you. Um, I'm keto, for example. Okay. So if you ask me, oh, should I make you something? No, please don't. Like it's up to me. That's my choice to do that. I will eat what I can eat and I will not be offended if there's not as much of a selection for me as there might be for anybody else. I don't care. Like that's the thing I think people don't realize when they're trying to cater to everybody's needs. You shouldn't be. You make what you want to make and people will be grateful for that. And if they want to bring their own dish to, to go along with that, great. Let them do it and take that off your plate. If they're that particular. But honestly, most of them don't care. My mom's been a vegetarian almost her entire life. And she always gets asked the questions every time we do a family thing. Like, okay, well, we'll make sure we have enough for you. Is that enough for you? And she's like, I'm fine. 
Like, I can still eat a lot of things. I'm good. I don't need to worry about the fact you're going to serve meatballs with this meal. It's okay. So I think, honestly, that's mostly the host worrying a little too much. They need to let that go a little bit. You know, the one thing I fully expected to see on this list when I read the headline, and it's not on the list, is buying tons of presents. I thought this year with so many people that are basically living off of the Serb or whatever, they've lost their job and and they just don't have a lot of money or they're still working, but it's only part time. I thought this would be the year that the draw names gift exchange got put into place for more people where everybody gets one present or something like that. But nobody said that they're going to forever change the way they do gifts. They did say they'll forever change the way they eat and party, but nothing about gifts. I was actually kind of surprised about that. The first trucks carrying the Pfizer vaccine left the plant yesterday. It was a historic day on a Sunday when all of that happened. I was watching that yesterday. You were watching trucks leave a facility? Was it exciting? I know. It sounds fucking dumb, right? It sounds horrible. But, (laughs) hey, give UPS credit. I don't know how UPS got the contract from the U.S. government to distribute the vaccines, but you can't buy better publicity than that. Like, oh, hey, usually when UPS comes, I'm getting something that I ordered online. That makes me happy. Now they're bringing life-saving drugs. That's huge, isn't it? What you're seeing right now is the very first COVID-19 vaccine pulling out from the Kalamazoo area, the, the Portage, Michigan, Pfizer plant. Here goes the UPS truck. Unmarked police car is leading the way. Here they go. People are clapping and cheering. And they didn't pay for any of that advertising. That's just, they're getting paid to distribute it, and they look like a bunch of heroes. That's awesome. That is pretty good. Here we've got the military doing it. Down there, they just hired UPS. Man, imagine hey, if Canada Post was in charge of the vaccine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, like whoever gets it there, great, fine. Yeah, like whoever does the job and you have the means, right? And it's also about the logistical side of things. You have people who are good with that. That's what they do for a living is figure out how to ship something from point A to point B and get it there as efficiently as possible. And that's what they do. By the way, speaking of uh, UPS, the Canada Post, did you know right now you can like barely get a truck? Like if you wanted to rent a truck, if you're moving and you just found out you got to get out in the next 30 days, apparently you are like fucked. Really? You can't get a truck anywhere because Amazon has taken all the trucks. My dad had to move some stuff over the weekend. So he called like a couple weeks out for a truck. And they were all like, no, all our fleet's gone. And a couple of them were willing to say where, where they went to. And Amazon rented all of them. Like every facility, every place that, that had the ability to do a truck rental, <laughs> Amazon fucking took them all. That's insane. Yeah, but that's how that, that's how that's how they work. And they don't care. They've got the money. Hey, yeah, we're going to take all of your trucks for the month of December. Here's the price tag. Uh, here's what here's what I'll give you. Fuck. Yeah. Take them all. It's in, it is crazy. Like, honestly, he had to call so many places. Finally, he got one like not as big as he wanted, but he finally found one place that had one truck available on a Sunday for half a day only. So he had to move quick. But yeah, isn't that insane? That's unreal. I had no but idea. Christmas, right? And they want to get and more people are doing online shopping. They needed more in their inventory. They didn't have enough and they need to make sure people get their shit. So I don't blame them. I mean, I want my Amazon shit on time just like the next person. So okay. <laughs> uh let me do one more thing here before we wrap it up and then we really gotta go. Uh I think that this is uh pretty amazing. It's the holidays. Everybody should know at this point 
over the holidays, the cops get extra funding to go out and set up a couple of cruisers randomly around town in what's called a RIDE program. RIDE is an acronym, Reduce Impaired Driving Everywhere. And if you go through, they're going to lean into the car. They'll do a little breath smell. They want to look at the pupils of your eyes. They want to see if you're drunk, if you're driving around intoxicated. And those RIDE programs net a ton of drunk drivers. This is a slightly different story, though, and it's from Kitchener, Ontario, where our radio show broadcasts every morning. Saturday night, pulled somebody over in a ride spot check. The person was definitely a little off, but they weren't drinking. So that's good. Congratulations. Thank you for driving sober. Mm -hmm. Still didn't sit right with the cop, though, and they thought to themselves, I think we need to do a drug test on you because even though you're not drunk, there's still something off. Sure enough, the driver was driving around high on cocaine. All right, that's a problem. For those who don't know, you can't drink and drive. You can't snort and drive. You can't be impaired in any way. But these cops were cool about it. Normally, they'll call a tow truck. They tow your car away. It's impounded for a few days. And then you got to pay hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars just to get your car out. So, cops said... You, my friend, because you are high on drugs, are going to have your license suspended. If somebody sober can get your car home, we won't impound it. So the guy in the passenger seats pops up. Okay, yeah, you know what? I mean, I'll drive the car. Thanks for not towing it and impounding it. That's great. I'll drive the car home. His license is suspended, and he'll go to court eventually. The cop said, okay, cool. You can drive the car. But just to be on the safe side, let's check you first. Wasn't drunk, but this fucking idiot tested positive for cannabis. <laughs> so you've got driver on coke, passenger that's stoned, and the passenger asked the cop if they could drive the car. It, all they had to do was let you get in the driver's seat stoned, and they could have busted you for impaired. Wow. Like, what the hell are you thinking? What the hell are you thinking? You know, there's a lot of people who think they they can go out and and do the drinking and driving thing. And I don't want to be too preachy here. I don't want to lecture you. We've probably all driven a vehicle when we shouldn't have. Let's just be honest about it. Many people have driven when they probably had a few too many. So I'll just say this. If you're impaired in any way, drugs, alcohol, and you think you won't get caught, Sometimes it's the dumbest little things that'll get you caught. You can think, oh, it's okay. I know where they always set up the ride programs. I'll just avoid those areas. I'll go home a different way. And then, boom, I don't know, what, a fucking deer jumps out in front of your car. Well, then you're on the side of the road, and the cops are coming. Mm -hmm. They're coming. Or a tow truck is coming, and they're going to spot that you're drunk. There's so many different ways that you could get caught. It's not worth it. Take a fucking Uber. Honestly. Nobody wants to pay more than they have to. And sure, you could drive for free or take an Uber for 40 bucks. Take the Uber. That 40 bucks is worth so much to you when you don't have to pay tens of thousands of dollars yes. in legal fees and insurance hikes. And think of it practically. Even if you don't care about the societal thing, even if you think you're good at it, think about the cost. The overall cost is what really screws you. Because I, I think people hear, oh, you lose your license for a week, car gets impounded, then you're done. No, that's just for now. You eventually have to go to court when you get your actual fine for that. You could even get jail time. It's not worth it, guys. Not, it's at, not all. Worth it at all. I mean, well said. You, you nailed it all. It doesn't make sense to me when I hear those stories. I'm like, is it seriously worth it? And all those people will tell you, no, 
Like, what a stupid fucking thing that was for me to do. Just because I thought maybe I can get away with it or I thought I feel okay. And, and I understand. Some people do feel like they are okay. Like, oh, you know what? I know I had a couple of glasses of wine. But, like, I know for a fact, even if I think I feel okay, I know that I will not register okay. So do what you got to do. You can have those couple of glasses of wine out. Go get, get a fucking cab. Call an Uber. There's a million ways. I still have it in the back of my pocket. I distinctly remember when I was 16, they made us do it in, I think it was like 10th grade or 11th grade. You had to sign a contract with your parents to promise that you'll call them if you're ever out and not able to drive and they'll come pick you up. No questions asked. Yeah, I'm in my 40s now and I still have that piece of paper. I'm holding my dad to that. If I'm ever in a position where I have no other option and Uber's not available, dad, get out of bed. You're coming to get me. He'd be like, I'm fucking drunk, son. Take a cab. (laughs) Well, you're going to have to walk because I'm on my fifth beer. I know your dad. (laughs) Your dad's like, I'll fucking e-transfer you some money, bastard. (laughs) And on that, we say, have a good one, everybody. We'll catch you back here tomorrow.